0: Welcome to another podcast from Fire Church Ministries. We hope you enjoy Session 1 of our Empowered Conference. Hello, beloved. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. Seriously, it's worth coming just to be in worship with you all. Really, you know how to love on God. I, I, I was so blessed. There's moments of, of, of where we're just worshipping the Lord, just, wow. What's happened? Oh, it's, ah, praise the Lord. It's raining on my pulpit. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> ah, no, just, I was so blessed and I'm looking forward to all weekend just to be able to be in the presence of the Lord with you all. Hallelujah! I am here with my handsome son Joseph. Stand up, Joseph. Let him see you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> my husband Tom sends his love, and um, uh, we've been—it's been a joy. It was his birthday just the other week, and um, so he, he said oh, he'd never been to Melbourne before, so he asked to come. Uh, I've been so—he's just been at school. He's actually on the Gold Coast. Um, sharing, with the, uh, sharing the gospel with, with the um, schoolies out on the streets and had a wild time, hallelujah. But it just makes, you know, it makes a mama's heart happy. Hallelujah. You see them preaching the gospel, it's beautiful. Um, now, they may have gone outside, but is the drummer still here? Where, the, the guy that was on the drums... When, I know he's probably run off to have some dinner or something. But I just had a word for him, and I, while I remember, I want to give it to him. Hallelujah! Praise God. Well, while he's waiting, I want to just um, share with you a few of the things that we've brought. Hallelujah! Let's see if he comes in in a second. Wave at me wildly if you find him. You found him. Hallelujah. <laughs> I do this to my worship team and then they're like, oh give us a minute. <laughs> Hallelujah. This is worship for a minute. Can we do that? Surabare poasai moa day papa, Sono marehe. Lord you are worthy. Lord, you're worthy. Oh my "Come on, just sing to Him from your spirit." Your mama says, "Na ne are, momo hi esuade, Romalale Jesus." Shomba mama ta rehese anana Na you are the one we worship you are the one who's worthy Oh, we bless you we bless you we bless you we bless you hallelujah <laughs> Hello I'm sorry what's your name marcus i just wanted to pray for you while i remembered hallelujah father i thank you for Marcus. father i thank you lord for this one that your son (laughs) lord with whom you're well pleased marcus I, i don't know yeah the lord was speaking to me about your son but he was speaking to me about you as well. And as you're just drumming away there, worshipping the Lord, I felt the Lord say that he has heard your heart and and uh, he, he has loved that you stand in his counsel, that you, that you worship him, that you speak to him, that you have relationship. But I heard the Lord saying, and he showed me a picture actually. I saw the, um, the hand of God on you and on your family. And he says, even as you've ministered to me, I'm going to minister to yours. And I saw, I saw, I don't know, how old, how old's your son? Twelve. I saw him, as, when he was older, standing beside you, working with you, and uh, it, was, it was together. And I, I felt the Lord say that he has, he has them in his hand. And he said, he wanted to tell you you're a good father. And he says, even as you've known me as a father, he says, he wanted to, he wanted to tell you that you're a good father. But he heard. I heard the Lord say, "Show me your heart," and I saw it beginning to beat in sync with the Lord and it was it was almost as though things were slowing down in that that your heart was beginning just to slow down to come into sync with the Lord and I heard the Lord say be still and know that I am God and that he was releasing a peace about certain situations as you'd be going okay Lord, what's going to happen what's going to happen the Lord says I will make a way where there seems to be no way but you've chosen the good thing When you could have been running around in fear and anxiety, you've chosen the good thing to get still before the Lord. And your heartbeat is coming in sync with the beat of the Father. And the Lord says, because you've chosen this... Because you've put me first. He says, I will give all these things. All these things will be added. I'll take care of the rest. You've chosen the best and I'll take care of the rest. So he's just wanting to release to you the blessing of supernatural rest. By the hand of God delights in you. You have chosen the best and he'll give you the rest. Watch and see. <laughs> His hand is with you, and he is making a way where it seems impossible. God says, I will make a way. So, Father, I bless him in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you. <laughs> it's okay now. You can have a rest too. Praise God. Look, I better give these away before I get get them all wet. I have here... <laughs> This is my first book, um, Living in the Miraculous, and it's wet. Praise the Lord. Living in the Miraculous, How God's Love is Expressed Through the Supernatural. Has anyone read this? A couple of people. You may have, some of you may have seen it on Sid Roth. It was the first book I, I wrote, and you know, I just got, I got desperate. Reading about people like Smith Wigglesworth and John G. Lake and Catherine Corman, A.A. Allen, you're you're a servant. God bless you. (laughs) You want to pray for some people too? (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) He's multi-gifted. A.A. Allen, track with me if you know who I'm talking about, you know, all the revivalists and I, I I got frustrated and Wigglesworth, I thought I'm, I'm, oh God, I read about Reinhard Bonnke and these ones doing the things in Africa and I was like, I wanna see it in Australia, God, I wanna see it, God, I'm desperate. (laughs) And so I would just read everything I could get my hands on. Maria Woodworth-Era changed my life. If you haven't read Diary of Signs and Wonders, anyone read that? Like, ah. Oh. Testimonies of the limbs growing out, you know, and just, ah. Oh. And my heart just began to burn. I was like, God, I, it's not okay that I can read about this stuff and not see it. And So I, I began to think, what is it, Lord? What, what did I miss something? And I, I noticed through all of these revivalists, I noticed a common theme, and it, they talked about a baptism of fire. Yeah. I thought, all right, that's what I want. Yeah. <laughs> I want that God. I'd been baptized in the Holy Spirit when I was about fourteen. I got saved at twelve. Hallelujah. Woo. Oh, happy day. Oh, never been the same. I found him. Yeah. Yay. I got real in worship, actually. I got saved in worship. That's why I love it so much. In worship, I just got real with God. And I said, I can't see you. And I don't know you. I believe in you. But I can't worship. It's really hard to worship someone I can't see. And I don't know. Help. And he did. <laughs> I found him. Oh. And he wants everybody to find him that way, you know, make it a supernatural conversion. But And then I got baptized in the Holy Spirit. I I was told, you know, come and have the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You'll speak in tongues. I went, oh, okay, that's a good thing. So I went and I got that, and that was great. But I didn't really understand that the baptism of the Holy Spirit was more than just speaking in tongues. It, It was power from on high to be as Jesus is in the world and... So I set my face just to really seek him and say, God, fill me afresh, baptize me with fire, God. And and he did. (laughs) And he keeps doing it. And I've discovered that to be filled is not a one-off encounter, but a continuous uh, hunger and thirst. And and then I began to really press in. and, And God began to really deal with me to understand the simplicity of the gospel and the nature of the Father, the nature of Jesus, who healed all who came to him. And, you know, F.F. Bosworth used to say, faith begins where the will of God is known. And if you don't know the will of God, how can you have faith? And I went to Bible college and I, got, I was a troublesome Bible college student. <laughs> My son's in our Bible college, the academy. Mark Greenwood runs it. He's just finished first year, graduates on Sunday. But yay, yeah, he's going on to do second year. But as I, um, as I was in Bible college, the Bible college I went to taught, you know, about the sovereignty of God. And of course God's sovereign, but they would, they'd, they'd, they'd say, you know, it's not necessarily the will of God for everyone to get healed. Oh. And that really frustrated frustrated me because if I don't know that it's the will of God to heal, then the Bible says if when I ask, I have doubt in my heart, then I won't receive anything. And how can I have confidence when I go to lay hands on the sick and see them healed if if I'm thinking maybe they're not supposed to be healed? And so I got really hungry to get solid in my theology about that and... The best way to do that, I've discovered, is to read about Jesus. Bill Johnson says Jesus is perfect theology. And you study the life of Jesus, you discover that everywhere he went, when someone came to him with a problem, he manifested himself as the answer. Every time, without fail. There is never one time where he said, I know it's difficult but it's better for everybody that you just glorify me by suffering through this sickness because there's a higher purpose in it. It's just not in the book. Not anywhere, not ever. And therefore, if Jesus healed them all, it's still his will today to heal all. Um, and so I don't trouble myself with the why, God, why, when, God, when, how, God, how, why didn't this happen, da, 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 da. No, I, I've humbled myself and said, Though my heart's not haughty, Lord, nor is my eyes lofty. Neither will I trouble myself with weighty matters or things too great for me. Surely like a weaned child, I've calmed and quieted my soul. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. Hope in God, Israel. Psalm 131, that place where I go, no, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to rest into the arms of God. I'm going to set my face only to seek who, who are you? I'm not going to do the why God, why, the when God, when, the how God, how. I'm going to say who, who are you? Ah, you're the healer. You are the Lord that healeth me. You are the Lord that healeth me. You are the Lord that healeth me. By the way, 50 years of scripture and song coming up, hallelujah, this this year. And I think it's not a bad thing for people to come back to singing the scripture so that we might know the word of God. Amen. I'll prophesy a revival of people singing the Bible. Hallelujah. That would be a good thing. Anyway, so I got desperate and um, really began to cry out to see miracles. And now today, we just actually, Joseph was with me and, and Tom and actually all of, my, all of my family, my two girls as well. We were in Vietnam in December last year with a team of 70 people we saw for the first time i mean in the, in australia in the west i've seen more deaf ears open than i can imma- than i can remember honestly more than i can remember i've seen the tumors disappear i've seen the mir- um, amazing miracles but um when i went to vietnam then in december we saw for the first time we saw The cripples walk when they would get up and and the muscles would regrow as they walked it was so cool and it didn't take an hour to pray it's like they got up and muscles grew and they walked I saw my first mute speak I heard my first mute speak the first blind eye opened and the team saw many many more than that and uh, and today we celebrate God because every week now we're hearing testimonies of the miracle power of God, the impossible happening. So um, does someone have a real passion for miracles and hungry? All right, Joe, go and give that to somebody who doesn't mind a little bit of a wet book. Praise the Lord. <laughs> um, this one is called From Wilderness to Wonders. Um, embracing the power of process. Not everybody loves the idea of process. I quite like the idea of miracles. But let me tell you, what do you do when you have a promise and you haven't seen the fulfillment? What to do in that in-between space? Has anyone got a promise they haven't yet seen the fulfillment of? I hope so. Because if you're not doing all the works of Jesus and greater works, there's still a promise for you to, to receive. But, you know, we're not called to be passive. The prophetic is not an inevitability. It's an invitation waiting for your response. And that's the truth. And that response looks like something. It looks like faith in action. You know, God, God gave all of Israel the same prophetic word, but only two actually inherited that word. And that did not make God a false prophet. It meant that only two were willing to say, yes, Lord, that doesn't matter what it looks like. You've said it, so we'll have it. What do you want us to do? Show us. And, and you know, there's there's things we can do to wage war with the pre- prophetic words spoken over us, to wage war with the promises of God, uh, script, the scripture promises, the prophetic promises, the dreams that he's put in our heart. They are all invitations waiting for us to come into agreement with. And so I share, a, this is one of my favourite ones because I share a lot of um, my journey uh, with some of the trials and the things that have happened and what it looks like not to sit down in the mud and just get miserable, but instead to rise up and to begin uh, to fight with God to lay hold of what he's promised. So that one's what that's about. Joseph, you can go give that to someone else. Who's going through a bit of a wilderness right now? I would like this book. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Go, Joseph. <laughs> this one's called Life with the Holy Spirit, Enjoying Intimacy with the Spirit of God. Um, and that's actually something I really honour um, Dan and Chelsea and the culture that you guys here at Fire Church have built. It's Wonderful. Yeah. The so gifts and callings of God are without repentance. We can move in them at any given moment by faith as believers. But the ministry of ministering to Him—that yeah. is, is. is where it's at. That is where it's at. When we—and you know—even myself personally, I—I I have to remind myself that that is that is it. That's it. That's the primary calling, is to minister to him and to to recognize, you know, I used to be, um, go to an Anglican girls' school, and we'd say the grace at assembly, now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with us all this day and forevermore, amen. And um, you know, it's scripture. But it wasn't until later, when I was a little bit older, and I was listening to the audio Bible, I liked listening to the audio Bible that I, um, I began to think about that phrase, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. And you know, that's so much more than just a concept. It's an invitation. It's an invitation into a genuine friendship to walk with the one who can interpret our tears. The one who wants to be our constant, ever-present help. I get happy when I talk about him. <sighs> but you see, it's in acknowledging him that we remember that, hey, you know, I, I'm not, I don't want to fall into the trap of thinking of myself as rich and full and having need of nothing. I, I, I need you. Oh, I need you. Every hour I need thee. I do. But you see, unless I am allowing myself to consciously be aware of his presence, I can forget the benefit I have of being joined to him and the jealous heart that he has to be the help that he knows we need. And when you hear the word jealous, it's not ugly like it is in human terms. It's like he stands there going... I see you struggling, I see you looking, I see you trying to, and I just want to help you. I've got the answer. You don't have to do this by yourself. I remember once going to pray for somebody and I was, you know, wanting to build faith in the room for miracles and I just called this person out, praying for them and praying my best prayers and, I, you know, the annoyed, I could feel the anointing bouncing back on me, but nothing seemed to be happening with this person. And halfway through the prayer, I was like, what's going on, God? And I didn't say that. No, I said, oh, God, come on. And I heard him speak to me behind me, the Holy Spirit's voice, and he said, would you like some help with that? And I realised I had just gotten into a, um, a routine of doing what I knew to do, release the anointing, healing, and forgetting that I didn't do this on my own. I knew that theoretically, but God doesn't want us just to have a theoretical understanding of the fellowship of the Holy Spirit. He wants us to have a practical, living, vibrant relationship where in him I live and move and have my being. And, you know, after that, when he said, would you like some help with that? And I said, "Uh, yeah, 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 thank you. The next person that came up couldn't even get within three metres of me. Because the Holy Spirit was dealing with them, touching them, throwing them backwards and healing them. And I I thought, uh, remember that. Yeah, it's the better way of doing it. Let's do that, Lord. Hallelujah. So that one's that one. Joseph, you can go give that. You've got your exercise today, learning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And this one, this is my last book. This is not my last. I've actually got a new one coming out in March called Supernatural Freedom on Righteousness. But this one here is called Speak Life. And this is my latest book, um, Creating Your World with Your Words. And I'm going to share a little bit about this tonight as the Lord leads. But it's been amazing to see the impact that this has been having on people's lives, on their marriages, on their circumstances. And we've just come into 2020. And around the world, I've just actually been in um, Dallas, Texas. I got back on Tuesday uh, with the Global Prophetic um, Consultation, the Global Prophetic Summit. I have the privilege of meeting also with the American Council of Prophetic Elders and then two days of private meetings with prophetic leaders from around the world and then a big public summit um, at Cindy Jacobs leads. But I was fascinated to see that um, so much of the same things that we were hearing here at the Prophetic Summit in Australia, and and Pastor Chelsea spoke amazingly at that. It's such a privilege to have her in the room, uh, such a delight, but... You know, hearing that the the Lord's speaking the same words around the globe. And um, interestingly, one of the very strong common themes coming through is 2020, this new um, Hebraic year that we've crossed over into a new decade. Um, The Hebrew letters actually uh, speak about uh, the mouth, that this being the decade of the mouth, the decade of declaration. And we've just come through a decade. A decade, according to Hebrew, uh, the, the Hebrew understanding of the the letters, was the decade of seeing, and we're coming now into the decade of speaking, the decade of declaration. And you know, as we see it and say it, we've always been. It's always been important. The power of our words is so important. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. But by declaring this decade of declaration, as the prophets are speaking it out, what it is, I believe, is calling people into a realisation of what it looks like. Not to be victims who are trying to apply a formula, but, but those that are coming into a place of standing in the counsel of God and making decrees, understanding that they are seated with him in heavenly places and have been created in the image of the one who created the world with his words. Hallelujah. So I'm going to share a little bit about that. Joseph, you can give that one away to somebody. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. How great is our God. Sing with me how great is our god all will see how great how great is our god you're the name above all names you are worthy of all praise and our heart We'll see how great is our God. You know, the, many of the other words, just quickly as I run through it, um, that came out were recalibration, realignment, reset. and God resetting us, reminding us and helping us see clearly with, 2020 vision. I can see clearly now the ray. My life is a musical. Hallelujah. 2020 vision that's actually seeing with clarity what it really is all about. A holy fear of God resetting us out of the muck that we've allowed ourselves too often to become submerged and blinded by. And the light of God, the the washing of the Word, a Bible revival, hallelujah, causing us to come back into clear vision, understanding Christ and Him crucified. It's about him and it's about the harvest, hallelujah, that we might know him, that we might minister to him and that we might be ministers of reconciliation. And God calling us back into a place of of repentance from dead works and into a place of Oh, oh that's what it's all about. That's right. To know him. They, they would say, um, I, I was reading about the Westminster Catechism recently. What they, they said back in the 1500s when they were trying to get some unity between the Scottish church and the English church, they got all their theologians together and they tried to go through scripture and figure out what's it all about, life? What's the meaning of life according to the word of God? And they came up finally after much deliberation with this one statement that the chief end of man, that is the meaning of life, the main purpose of people's lives, the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. But I believe in this 2020 recalibration, this reset, it's not just about... um, It's not just about enjoying his presence and soaking and enjoying. It's also about glorifying him, opening your mouth to minister to him, to praise him in the beauty of holiness, to glorify him, to glorify him in our every action, in our every thought, in our every motivation, in our every relationship, that we would glorify him and that we would enjoy his company forever. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. I could speak for a long time on all the things that the prophets are saying, but praise God, it's getting late. (laughs) Romans chapter 4. Who likes the book of Romans? Oh, man. That's so good. You should read it in lots of different translations. It's like the the whole New Testament sort of summed up in one slim little book. The Book of Romans, amazing. Actually, the whole, the whole old and new. It it sums it all up. It's so beautiful. But Romans four seventeen in the second half there talks about God who gives life to the dead and calls those things which do not exist as though they did. That is who He is. He calls those things that don't even yet exist as though they did. He he called Abraham father of many nations before he was the father of many nations, before Sarah had ever had a baby. He called that which was not as as though it was. You know, and that's what God's asking us to do. And it's a key that I have found that has been such a powerful thing in my life. Proverbs chapter 18, we referred to it before. Verse 20 says this, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. Selah. Pause and think about that. man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth. In other words, what you say is what you'll have. From the produce of, the, of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Wow, the power of our words. It's something that even the world understands. They've written books like The Secret, and they, they understand the formula. But you see, this isn't about a formula this is about supernatural beings working with god under his headship doing what he does saying what he says hearing and seeing what he's saying uh, what he's doing saying what he is saying in the earth and seeing things shift and change and you know i believe that the heart of god is for us to really grab a hold of this Another one of the scriptures that you'll hear the prophets talking about all the time this year will be 2 Chronicles 2020. 2020. Doesn't take a prophet really to <laughs> recognize why, but it's it's interesting. You know, it talks about believe the Lord and believe his prophets, and you'll prosper. But then it goes on and it says in verse 21 talking about Jehoshaphat, when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness as they went out before the army and were saying, praise the Lord, his mercy endures forever. Now, when they began to sing and to praise, the Lord set ambushes against the people of Ammon, Moab and Mount Seir who had come against Judah and they were defeated. It's an amazing story. Basically, he told Jehoshaphat, as Jehoshaphat came and he worshipped the Lord, the Lord spoke to him. And in that place, as he spoke to him, he said, um, you're not going to need to fight this fight. Stand still and see the salvation of your God. But Jehoshaphat didn't take that as a passive, oh, I don't need to do anything what he did is he grabbed the the worshipers and he grabbed the whole of Israel and they worshiped the Lord and he sent the worshipers out to magnify him in the beauty of holiness and then God set ambushes on all the enemies it's a glorious thing but a big part of believing the Lord and believing the prophetic promises that he's spoken to our hearts is us coming and saying, God, I'm going to thank you for what I don't yet see and I'm going to call those things that be not as though they are and I'm going to worship you as though it's already happened. Yes. You know, I had some friends um, who, they, they taught me a little bit about this. Uh, missionaries overseas. And I, I remember they had to come and get me at the border with their passport. And at the last minute, they couldn't find that The wife couldn't find her passport. So they looked everywhere, couldn't find this thing. Uh, rang their mother-in-law, asked her to pray, and time was running out. And so what they decided to do is to call those things that be not as though they were and to celebrate with worship and thanksgiving as though it had already happened. So what they did is they said, thank you, Lord, for giving me the passport. Thank you, we found it. Thank you for finding, I'm so grateful we found that passport, hooray. Can you imagine doing that in your bedroom by yourself or with your husband or your wife? Thank you. They did a dance. They literally danced and sang in thanksgiving and speaking and saying as though it had already happened, that they'd already found it. And while they were dancing and singing, The mother-in-law rang back and said, the Lord just showed me it's in a box underneath your bed. The cleaners put it under there. (laughs) And I thought, you know what? There's something so pleasing to God when we begin to sing about what we haven't yet seen. Sing, O barren, you who've not born. Singing is Rejoicing about what you haven't yet seen as though it's already happened. And you know, God wants us to begin to speak it, to sing it, to speak not as a name it, claim it, blab it, grab it formula, <laughs> but to actually let it be an act of faith that is worship to the Lord. Calling and declaring things that be not as though they are. And you watch and see what the Lord will do. I remember um, years ago, I was going through a really rough patch with my eldest daughter. Praise God. She's just magnificent now. But it was a really, really difficult time. And I'd have to go overseas to minister at conferences. And I'd have close friends who'd travel with me. And in their heart of love for me at breakfast time, they'd always ask, how's things with your daughter? And my heart would go. And so I actually began to anticipate the question and avoid it so that I didn't have to go there because I just, I, oh, too hard to think about it. So instead, at breakfast time, I'm not really a morning person. I do enjoy my coffee in the morning. Anyone else not a morning person? All right. God bless you, morning people. I love you. Priest, I would like your anointing. I'm an owl, not a fowl. But in the morning, I would sit down for breakfast with them all, they'd all gather in the hotel lobby. And I'd say, before they could ask any questions, I'd say, let's play a game. And they'd say, okay. And we'd go around the circle and declare something as though it was already happening. Something that God had already put in our hearts, a dream he'd put in our hearts, a prophetic word, a scripture. And we'd specifically speak it out as though it was already happening. For example... I see the paraplegics get up out of their wheelchairs without their hands even being laid on them in in my meetings. Or I walk past people and they are healed just without me even realising that it's happened. You know, you'd say, how can you make those declarations? Well, the Bible said the same works Jesus did and greater works. And if you can see it there, it's absolutely the will of God for you to do here because as he is... So are we in this world? Hallelujah. First John 4. Hallelujah. I like this church. They know their Bible. It's very wonderful. So I'd make declarations like this, and we'd go around the circle, make things, declarations like, all of our children are taught of the Lord, and great is the peace of our children. And then we'd get specific. All of my children are married to godly spouses. Hallelujah. They're passionate worshippers of Jesus. And you'd watch the atmosphere. Shift. And you could feel the presence of God as He bent low to listen. Because this isn't arrogance, this isn't a formula, this is faith that pleases God. He he loves it. And you know what I discovered? The more I did this, the more I would have to press in and think of things to call that being be not as though they were, because I was seeing it all happen and come to pass. And I've, I've learned over the years that the, the, the very best way to wage war with the prophetic words spoken over our lives is to actually be, behave like God and begin declaring it as though it was already happening. So back in 2011, Cindy Jacobs prophesied over me that um, I would multiply and multiply and multiply as a Deborah of God, that I'd speak to presidents and kings and rulers. Stadiums would open to me. and um, so I grabbed a hold of that word. And I began to declare, I minister in stadiums. Uh, I begin to, I began to declare, um, I minister to presidents and kings and rulers. I began to declare that uh, she'd spoken about writing. I have my books are bestsellers before I'd ever even written a book. I began to declare um, and and speak and, and say it as though it was already happening in my prayer life. I would just, I'd open my mouth and I'd declare it. Uh, the sick are healed. Every time I lay hands on, on the sick, they recover. Speaking and calling those things that be not as though they are. I be, I, the Lord spoke to me 15 years ago that I would, God was going to do a new thing with the television, that the fish were going to jump into the boat, and I was going to see more souls come in through television than I could possibly see through all of my preaching and evangelizing in person. And so I began to declare I'm on television all over the world. I preach the gospel while I'm asleep and people are getting saved in different countries while I'm still here in Australia. I'm on television all over the world. And now today, praise God, we are. I'm on Daystar every week here, every Sunday on Daystar, um, on Sunday mornings in 200 countries around the world. Um, God TV have given us free airtime. TBN Pacific have given us free airtime. Uh, I mean, it's crazy the favor that I have in media, and I'm so grateful. It's all the, it's all God's goodness and His kindness. But I tell you, it was an invitation that required a response. And so I've been speaking that for the last 15 years. When I started getting some criticism in the media, on on the internet, we began to move in the opposite spirit and say, I have great favour in media, I have great favour on the internet, hallelujah. And now people say, how did you get that interview? How did that happen? How did that happen? And I, I know... God was waiting for me to believe that he makes all things work together for good and that he causes what the enemy meant for evil to work for my good and that he gives double for our trouble. Hallelujah. So I speak it very, very intentionally and very deliberately. You know, in this decade of declaration, I believe God is wanting to challenge us to go higher. This book, this Bible is full of promises Ask of me and I'll give you the nations as your inheritance. But will you ask? Amen. Now, I was listening to Cindy Jacobs and, and Ed Silvoso last week. We've um, just seen un- astonishing things happen, nations shift. And, but hearing about how for years she'd be on her face, wetting the carpet with her tears for the nations... I listened to Ed Silvoso speak. He's from the, you may have seen the transformation videos from the Argentine revival. But he was sharing, and this touched my heart. He said, when we come to pray, do we just treat God like a waiter and just give him our list, or, or do we wait and become aware of the manifest presence of Jesus and worship him for who he is, Because when we're aware of who he is, we're reminded then of who we are. And in that place of glorifying him in the majesty of his manifest presence, then when you ask, then when you speak, then when you declare, you are not declaring with some vain hope that maybe something will happen because someone said it works. But you're moving out of a place of revelation knowing who he is. God doesn't ask you to trust someone you don't know. But he wants to make himself real to you every single day. So that when you speak, you're speaking out of a place of knowing. My beloved Father is well pleased with me, hallelujah, because the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ has washed me clean and I've stood in his presence today and he's reaffirmed to me the truth of who he is and the grace that he's poured out upon my life, hallelujah, and out of that place the righteous are as bold as lions, hallelujah, and we ask not as a hopeful victim trying to get some change to happen, but as as those that are standing uncondemned because of the blood of Jesus Christ, hallelujah, having had (gasps) communion face to face with him. I believe God is bringing us into a, a revival of prayer. Prayer that isn't relegated to a few intercessors over there and over there. The prayer that's birthed out of a holy revelation of the one whose eyes burn like fire. (laughs) Uh, If we only understood the power that we were invited into. He wants to reveal himself in the majesty and the holy and the splendour of who he is. He wants to enlighten the eyes of our understanding in the knowledge of him so that we know the hope of our calling, the riches of his glorious inheritance in us, the saints, and the greatness of the power toward us who believe. That power flows. From the revelation of the knowledge of Him that is a daily invitation, if we would stand in His presence and seek His face. The same power that raised Christ from the dead. Ah. Who would cry? Enlighten the eyes of my understanding in the knowledge of you. Who would respond to the invitation to come up here and I'll show you? Who would respond to the invitation that says, Call to me and I will answer you and tell you great and mighty things that you know not? God. We have been so saturated with the words that we have too often forgotten the one who is speaking them. We've become familiar to the point of not recognising and valuing the invitation that we have. This declaration of this decade of seeing and speaking is calling us back into a holy revelation where oh, oh, we're not called to just stand in the outer court and talk about what we've heard he did but to stand with him in a present today revelation of what he has revealed to my heart today that I might speak and not live in a past paradigm but in a present reality. Oh, I feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. There's people here, hey, that you are, you are pregnant with these promises, that the Holy Spirit is stirring your heart. You know you were born to seek his face. And God is calling us. He's saying, behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone will open the door, I will come in. And I will sup with him, I will eat with him. It's an invitation to believers who've repented from saying, I think I'm rich and full and I'm I'm right, no worries, mate. Who'll say, no, I really do need you, come in. I want to seek your face. You know, I've had to repent just recently because I've noticed that as... God's been opening up incredible doors, favor, stadiums, all the things that have been promised. As He's opening up these doors, and I've gotten so busy with emails and books and endorsements and chapters and things that I, I do my prayer time, I write in my journal, and I I put the worship on, and I I, I read my Bible. But my time of personally ministering to Him has become slimmer and slimmer and slimmer. And I've had to repent and say, God, I'm so sorry. I've been allowing the idol of ministry to take the place of my main primary purpose. But you see, the moment I recognised it, (laughs) he comes in and you remember, I can see clearly now (laughs) the rain has gone. So when I sit down at my desk to read my Bible and write in my journal, I pause now and I turn around and I go and I get on the floor and I don't just put worship on and soak and wait for him to minister to me. I open my mouth and I sing him a song intentionally, deliberately to say, Here I am to worship, here I am to bow down, here I am to say that you're my God. You're altogether lovely, altogether worthy altogether wonderful to you are worthy you are worthy of it all god you are holy you are high and lifted up and you are holy hallowed be your name be glorified be glorified for you are worthy you are worthy, you are worthy, you are worthy, you are holy, you are glorious. she bari. Shepa, papa. Rupa, Sunday. Yesu, sheki, There's a few people that I, I want, there's a few things I feel the Holy Spirit doing right now. But before we move on and, and, and just begin to minister into that, I just want to ask you if you're here tonight and you know in your heart you haven't got a personal relationship with God where you've found Him as Savior and Lord. Where you've said, God, I don't want to live for myself anymore. I want you to be my Lord. I want to receive mercy and grace. You know, the Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. God is holy, perfect, holy, And no one can measure up to his holiness. And the Bible says light can't have fellowship with darkness. And one spot of darkness disqualifies you from being joined to a perfectly holy God. So Jesus, who knew no sin, came and became sin so that we could receive in exchange his holiness, his perfect righteousness, if we would humble ourselves and say, I need that. Thank you. I could never pay for that. Thank you that you've paid for my sin. I received the gift of rescue, the gift of salvation. Come and be my God. When you do that, he comes in and he doesn't just cover your sin, he gives you a brand new heart, makes you a new creation gives you eternal life and says, I'll never leave you or forsake you. I'll be your ever-present help in time of need. If you're here tonight and you know in your heart you haven't responded to Jesus as Savior and you'd like to say, yes, I want to respond to his mercy and receive him as my Savior, tonight I'd love to make that opportunity for you just to make a draw a line in the sand and say, tonight's the night. I'm going to get my life right with God. I'm going to receive Jesus as my Lord and as my Savior. If that's you, would you wave your hand at me? I'd love to pray with you. Is there anyone here that says, yes, that's me? I know it's a conference. God bless you. Is there anyone else? Yeah, God bless you. I see you. That's so beautiful. But you know what? God sees it. He's like, yes. Because you've confessed me before men. I'll confess you before my Father who's in heaven anyone else says, yeah, that's me? Hallelujah. I'm going to pray with you right now. You can just stay where you are. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, you've seen their hearts, God, that have said, I need you. I want you. Holy Spirit, I'm asking that you'd make yourself so real to them. God, their hearts are crying out, help, I want to know you. And you said, if anyone seeks me, they will find me. If they seek me with their heart, the whole heart. Lord, I thank you that tonight they've come to seek you with their whole heart. And I declare you will reveal yourself to them. Across this room, if you'd pray this with me. Father God, thank you for sending your son Jesus to be punished in my place. I believe. Jesus died and rose again. Right now, Lord, I acknowledge my need for forgiveness. Forgive me, Lord. Have mercy on me. I don't want to live a life of sin anymore. I need your help. Come into my life. Fill me with your spirit. Make me new on the inside. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen, hallelujah, hallelujah. But you know what? I can, I I sense in the room the fire of revival. It's like the pennies dropping. And God's allowing clarity to come back into the hearts of people that have been clouded by confusion. It's a supernatural move of his Holy Spirit that's like a plumb line, (sighs) helping us recognize, oh, that's right. That's right. That's what I was born for. That's what I was created for, to glorify him, to be like him. That's what it's all about, to minister to him, to seek him, to know him, and then to move in the same power that he moves in today. Hallelujah. Thank you for your hand. We're just going to pray for a couple of people. But as we do that, I just believe as you begin to just lift your hands to the Lord and draw on him for a personal revival in supernatural clarity that you might know and have your heart enlightened in the knowledge of him. (laughs) I just believe the Holy Spirit is bringing fresh revelation of the one whose eyes burn like fire, the one who looks at you with a fiery passion and a desire, a fiery love that says, I'm not, hey, (laughs) I'm calling you. Out of the place where you felt stuck into the place of supernatural acceleration. Father, I say thank you. Yes, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Stir our hearts, oh God. Stir our hearts, stir our hearts. Shonoehiye. Mature papa. Shekesu, shekesu. Joseph, come and help me. Shuka, there's someone over here. You've had stabbing pain in one side of your lower back, somewhere around here. Who's that person? You've had some in your lower back on one side. There's been um, a lot of pain somewhere over in this section. So, do you come, come. You can both come, come. Hallelujah. Um, someone in the back section, does anyone have in, the, in the back section have any issues with your left knee? Uh, can you come up please? So, is there someone here you've got, it's either a hernia or a prolapse? Yes, I'm excited for you. What do you think's going to happen? <laughs> Know what's gonna happen? Oh, hooray! Ah, it's been really worse, It's been painful to. Cheers. Now, in the name of Jesus, I oh, command be healed now. Healed. <laughs> Show. Hey. <laughs> Father, I thank you. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Hey. Wow! And the Lord says, "There's a gift of faith on your life." The Lord says, "You'll speak, and you'll see. You'll speak to the mountain; it'll be moved. You'll speak to situations and conditions, and it will be. It'll be healed. It'll be done." For the Lord says, "Whoa!" (laughs) He says, "You've trusted me with a little, and I'm going to bless you with much." And I see you moving as a man of great authority, as you speak. Whoa! (laughs) And I thank you, Lord, that your angels work with him, Father. Huh. They hearken to his words, God, because they are your words in his mouth, Father, in the name of Jesus. Whoa, and there's a prophetic grace on your life. The Lord says that I'm stirring and fanning and the Lord says, as though there's been misunderstanding, the Lord says, yet yeah, you have received comfort from me. And the Lord says, with the comfort that you've received from the Holy Spirit, you're going to comfort many others. And the Lord is so well pleased with you for instead of turning and throwing stones back at those that have accused you and slandered you, the Lord says that you have humbled your heart and you have sought my face. And the Lord says, I will cause those that have uh, spoken out against you and I will cause them to again acknowledge that I the Lord have loved you for the Lord says you've had the heart you've had the heart of a lamb but the Lord says I'm putting in you the roar of a lion for he's seen your willingness to go low and the Lord says out of that place of humility where you have not answered back even as Jesus did not answer them back the Lord says now the day is coming where you're going to roar with a fiery love that is going to put (laughs) make the enemy scatter in seven different directions so Father I bless him in the name of Jesus Amen. All uh, right, is there anyone in this section that has a issue with their right shoulder? Oh yeah. Oh, you can come up too. How hey. oh, we love you, Jesus. How we love you. Someone got a problem with their ribs. It's like painful ribs. Some who's that person? You've got. Uh, you've, I don't know. Is it cracked ribs or? Mu- yes, come. I'm excited for you. Hooray! 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 Shara sae, halal Hey, (laughs) just lift your hands to him, oh, he showed me, yeah, put your heads up, and the hernia. It's a good day for you, it's a great day for you, yeah, wow. the ribs, the hernia, and the prolapse. Lift your hands up to Jesus. He's got a gift for you. Yeah, look up there. Look at him. Look at him smiling at you. Look at him smiling at you. Father, I thank you. Healing now, I declare those ribs healed in the name of Jesus. I speak to those muscles. I say, be restored. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Father, to the hernia, to the prolapse. Lord, to the ribs. In the name of Jesus Christ, who makes all things new, be healed now in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Now in the name of Jesus, be healed so. Heart, I thank you for this man's pastoral heart who cares about people. But the Lord says, even as you've cared for others, he said, (laughs) he says, I've been low to listen. He says, I surround you with my favour as with a shield. And the Lord is your comforter. He is your shield and your buckler. And you run into the name of the Lord. And the Lord says, you know me as a friend. And the Lord says, I'd like to show you my secrets. But he says, ask, 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 ask. He says, whatever you ask. <laughs> and I see the Lord just actually breaking off a, a limitation that that uh, has to, the enemies tried to put on you that... that don't ask too much, don't, don't, don't dream too big. The Lord says, shukka, the sky is the limit. There is no limit for you, but I bless him in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Papa. Isn't he lovely? <laughs> I love him. You know what, if you haven't received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, It's so wonderful. It's a gift from above. That's not some boutique thing for charismatics. It's the spirit of the living God who comes upon us and gives us power to begin to intercede with words that are heavenly as we come into agreement with the conversation about you that's going on in heaven. The Bible says that when we pray in unknown tongues, we edify ourselves and we build ourselves up on our most holy faith. That the Spirit Himself intercedes through us. It's awesome. And he prays perfect prayers. And often when I go to pray and I I I'm not I don't know what's going on. I I pray in the spirit and I pray with my mind. I pray in tongues and I pray with my mind and i I discover that that. Oppression and the stuff that goes on that I don't even know is there suddenly breakthrough comes because the Spirit of God Himself knows what to pray when I don't know what to pray. Hallelujah. So tonight, if you want to receive the baptism of the Holy Ghost, speaking with new tongues, the baptism of fire, I just want you to stand where you are right now. We're gonna pray for you. Just stand, Father. Thanks for listening to another message from Fire Church Ministries. For more messages like this and other resources and information, go to our website firechurch.com.au.